Welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Ivy Lassiter, and I'm so glad you're here. Pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about all the parenting stuff, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who've been there. Let's get started. Okay, track with me here. It's just going to take just a minute to get to my point, but I promise I'm going to get there. So since first grade, I've had a best friend, and her name is Haley. Haley has two older brothers, Kip and Heath. Her brother, Kip, is two years older than us. So when you think back to seventh grade, do you remember how big and important the ninth graders were? So when Haley and I are in seventh grade, Kip and his friends were like, super cool. Like, I just thought they were awesome. And Haley and I would basically hide in her room when Kip and his friends were around because it it just stressed me out because I just couldn't trust myself to be normal around these like really popular freshmen. You know, I was like, I just can't do it. So Haley and I would hide and hang out in her room. Well, one of those friends of Kip, his name was Zach. And I specifically remember him. He was funny, kind of edgy, you know, he was tall, especially for me, a seventh grader that was five feet tall, you know. And so fast forward a couple decades to today, and I am at my son's soccer game, and I am talking with Jordan, a dad of one of the kids playing soccer, who I happened to also go to high school with, but we were the same age, so I wasn't intimidated of him. And he was like, hey, do you remember Zach? And I'm like, wait, like the Zach two years older than us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have breakfast with him this week. He's doing this really cool mentoring stuff. Wait, what? And light bulb. Uh, do you think he would be on the podcast? Jordan's like, absolutely. So Jordan connects us and Zach is in for the podcast. A few days later, I do a little internet search and I find this blog post that Zach had written about his life. I started reading it. And I'm like a paragraph in, and I am weeping, huge tears rolling down my face. I'll link that post in the notes here. And then I find out that Zach has founded an organization called Forerunner Mentoring that steps in the gap and allows boys without father figures to experience relationships with Jesus-following men. It helps boys have a mentor. It's incredible. I'll link their website in the notes too. Zach started a podcast. He wrote a book, which empowers people to become mentors. And I'm linking all of these in the notes. So just be on the lookout for that. Just recently, he's felt compelled to pass the forerunner mentoring baton off into incredible, capable hands. And he and his wife and three kids are moving to Waco to do something similar there. So get ready for this conversation. If you're like a note-taking type, you might want to bust that out. You might cry, and you are totally going to get inspired. So I am so excited you're here. Here we go. So tell me about growing up, kind of your childhood experience. Yeah, for sure. So I I grew up just like a typical uh, middle-class family. My mom yeah. was a – she worked in the computer lab. At a school. So she really? wasn't quite a teacher, but yeah. she was. At your school? Yes. Okay. At my elementary school. So nice. every time that I got, you know, every time that I got. <laughs> in trouble. Got she knew in trouble. It. They'd always call my mom and uh-huh. come on guys, this isn't fair. <laughs> um, and then my dad's a firefighter. Okay. So, I mean, we had a, you know, pretty, 
pretty typical childhood. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so I, I think for me, I, the main thing that kind of happened in my life was my parents got divorced whenever yeah. I was 13. Uh-huh. So that, that just kind of tossed everything. Um, and you know, that's whenever, that's whenever my life got kind of turned upside down. Yeah. So was it something that you like, was it a total shock to you? Eh, I mean, I think whenever you're 13, yeah. you don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so as I look back now, I mean, no, I don't think that it was a surprise. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it it was kind of one of those things where it was like, you know, everything was, you know, just status quo on Saturday. And then on Sunday, everything was different. And so... Um, you all went to church. Is that what you mean? Like, no, just like, oh, some tr- trauma, like yeah, crazy thing yeah, would yeah. happen on Saturday. And yeah. then Sunday would be like, oh, let's not talk about that. Let's pretend well, that kind of thing. Or No, what? just like on Sunday, it was me and my mom and my dad oh. or on Saturday. And then on Saturday night, he just kind of left. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So like for me specifically, I mean, it came out of nowhere, but yeah. uh, I think that my mom and dad, you know, this, this had been stirring up for a yeah. while. So just, I mean, just, there was a lot of fighting and there was a lot of contentiousness and yeah, my, this was my dad's, um, second marriage and this was my mom's second as well. Uh-huh. And so, um, and then just like, as I, as I look back, I mean, there's a lot of undealt with hurt. There was a mm-hmm. lot that my mom and dad both went through, you know, as kids, um, yeah. as, you know, early adults that, um, that they brought into their marriage and, right. um, and it's hard to keep those things stuffed down. Right. Yeah. And so they bubble up in oh, some for sure. way. Yeah. For sure. And so, um, we have a saying, you know, hurt. People hurt people. Yeah. And so both my mom and dad were hurt. And yeah. so they ended up hurting each other and right. hurting you. Hurting me as well. And so. But you're like 13 years old and yeah. then 14 and 15. And, and it, you're living in it without much of a relationship with your dad. Is that yeah. right? Or what, yeah. what did that look like? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I remember when my dad came into my room and told me that he was leaving. Yeah. I can remember exactly where I was sitting. I can remember, you know, how, like, um, I remember staring out of my window, even though my dad was telling me that he's about to leave, that, you know, he found someone else. And um, I couldn't articulate it at the time. Of course not. But I can look back now and be like, man, that that really is the moment that everything changed. and I didn't know what to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, how I say it is my dad physically left us. Yeah. But my mom emotionally checked out as well. Yeah. Just because as I look back, I mean, I'm a th- I'm a boy who's 13. Yeah. I'm a pretty strong personality. My mom has to take care of me. My mm-hmm. mom has to provide for me. Mm-hmm. My mom had to go off and, you know, get a new job to provide for us and on top of all that she's hurt yeah she's ashamed yeah i mean it's it's a 
it was so much more than just my mom and dad split up. Yeah. I mean, it was my dad turned into a totally different person. It was my mom was stressed out of her mind. She was hurt. She was um, just it took enough of her strength just to take care of herself. For sure. She's and, hurting. Yeah. yeah. And so I look back and although my mom was around. Yeah. And although I would see my dad, I was so hurt that I didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. Um, it was almost like he turned into a turned into a kind of a total stranger. Uh-huh. Um, and then on top of that, he had a new girlfriend and she was 25. And, oh, gosh. Um, and that just, I mean, my stepmom's awesome. But yeah. at the time, it was just weird. And at my house, I just felt alone because my mom was, you know, dealing with her stuff. My mom was working. And so, yeah. So I, as, as a kid, as I look back, the main feeling I felt was alone mm. and like I didn't matter. Mm. There was a lot of feelings like I didn't have any worth. Mm. And I can um, see how the enemy lied to me. I mean, just it was almost as if the foundation of who I was was founded on a lie um, because that's how he works. The enemy sees a moment where he can sure. kind of like, you know, speak a lie. Uh -huh. He can kind of find his way into a kid's heart. Mm -hmm. And um, and he sank his teeth into me yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I uh, I found my family through all of my friends. Mm. I mean, I was consistently at other people's houses. Mm -hmm. um, and. I just wanted to be around people and I just wanted to be loved. Yeah. I just wanted attention. I wanted yeah. affirmation. I just wanted acceptance. And if a kid's not getting that at home, he's going to find a way to get it somewhere. Yes. Um, and for me, that was, you know, participating in activities that weren't necessarily the most positive things. Yeah. I was at a very, you know, basic level. I was just trying to get my needs met. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So yeah, man, uh, Ivy, we just kind of got straight into that. I know, didn't we? I know. We just kind of went from. I I think it's <laughs> it's one of the oh, because I knew you. You were two years older mm -hmm. than me, so you're like the cool, you know, junior high, high school kid. And to think that you were actually really hurting. Yeah. Like it's such a perspective. Like mm -hmm. my mind's like, whoa. Because you back then, and I think that's what's hard about teenagers, is they come across. Like, oh yeah, we're so cool. We've got this together. I've got. Mm -hmm. We're really inside. They're just broken. Most definitely right. And so, like, there's a couple different sayings that we have now as we work with you know kids who yeah. have experienced hard, hard. Yeah. Um, and one is there's always a reason why. There's uh -huh. always a reason why a kid is acting the way he does. Uh huh. And. We also believe there's no such thing as a bad kid, but there is such thing as a hurt kid. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you know, almost 100% of the time, kids are doing what they're doing um, for a reason, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, dressing provocatively mm -hmm. or whether it's tossing everything that they have into sports or whether it's, you know, um, going to a bunch of parties or whether it's, you know, like trying to make straight A's, like 
there's always a reason why they're doing what they're doing. And most of the time it's coming from, it's coming from hurt. Yeah. It's coming from, okay, I, I need this need. Yes. And so what's, what is the need behind the deed? Right. Mm, yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. So if for me, all of, you know, all of my deeds were, I, from an early age, started to party from an early age. I was the kid who would do anything just to get attention. attention. Yeah. And so if I had to, you know, act a certain way in, you know, at school, if I had to act a certain way at a party, like I just wanted people to like me, to stare at me, to say, hey, Zach, you're awesome. Yes. Because I wasn't getting that. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of heart stuff that is showing up whenever you're hanging out with teenagers. Yeah. So what happened in your life to change from being a hurt teenager yeah. to a thriving adult? Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you know, we, yeah. you may, if you've considered yourself a thriving adult, I, I, I do. think you're yes. a thriving I adult. I am thriving. <laughs> I'm thriving. I have car insurance. Yeah. Yes, all is good. <laughs> um, and a wife and three children. So I was like, yes, something's I'll have going. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I think there's a couple things, Ivy, and I'm just going to kind of, I'm just going to kind of rant because okay, go that's a good it. question. Yeah. From the surface, the main thing that changed is I received a mentor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was just a guy. Who came into my life, who just loved me for me. Yeah. And he didn't try to fix me. He didn't try to, you know, um, didn't try to make, you know, make me go to church or anything like that. He just wanted to be with me. When was this? That was in college. Okay. So um, that was, I met my mentor, this guy named Bob. Yeah. And I honestly, if I asked Bob today, if he intentionally mentored me, he would say no. So this is what's so crazy. I don't think Bob knew what he was doing. Really? I just think Bob liked me. And I just think Bob was spending time with the kid. And I just think Bob made time for me. Yeah. And so like. It wasn't like he was some unauthorized mentor. No, are you kidding me? (laughs) No. Like 98% of our relationship was founded upon baseball, sports, laughing, telling jokes. Like Bob, Bob didn't come in and he's like, uh, Zach, I see that you're hurting. Your story <laughs> makes me believe that I can invest into you. You would have run the opposite. I've been like, who the, like, yeah. what? all I care about. Yeah. And so no, Bob, Bob just, he just let me be around him. Yeah. And I believe that mentoring is so much more is caught than taught. And so. If you just love Jesus, if uh-huh. if you just try to love Jesus, yeah. and if you're a good person, yeah. and if you just say, hey, look, I'm trying to figure this out, come alongside me and be with me as yes. I try to figure it out. Yes. Lives change. It's not rocket science. Huh. So we can talk about that more. Yeah. But um, I believe that if you just say yes. Yeah. To whoever the Lord puts in your life. Yeah. And if you just say, God, I am not qualified, but you don't, 
call the qualified, you qualify the called. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what happens. You'd yeah. be amazed. You'd yeah. be amazed. And so, so Bob um, came into my life and I spent time with Bob for about four years. And that's ultimately. How much older? I just, I would like to uh, Bob, yeah, Bob. yeah. How much older is he? Like? Yeah, Bob was probably, I, I mean, I, he was old, which whenever <laughs> I was in college, like old is anyone who's like above the age of. 26. Okay. 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 <laughs> but he, did I would he have say, kids? Yes. Okay. I, I would say Bob, I would say Bob was probably in his late fifties. Okay. Maybe early sixties. Okay. Former football coach, five foot 10 bald guy, um, had two sons that were a little bit older than me. Okay. So he had sons, you know, um, in their early twenties and, um, and Bob ran Abilene Christian university camps. So I worked okay. for Bob. So oh, that's okay. So that's how I got to know him. Yeah. Um, and Bob had an office downstairs of the ACU uh, student center. Okay. And I had a class from like nine to ten. Then I had like a gap. Then I had you know a class from like ten forty five to noon. Okay. And I didn't have anything to do during that time, so I would just go down to Bob's office and hang out and hang out. And, and he was he okay would with let that. Me, which, yeah. like, as I look back now. I think about myself and I'm like, if some kid interrupted my work day two times a week, like for 45 minutes, I'd be like, dude, I got stuff to do. I got work to do. I'm an important guy. (laughs) I have a calendar. (laughs) And he was like, come on in. Yeah. And as I, as I look back, it, it wasn't like we were having these deep conversations. I would just go down there, like, you know, just, you know, I would go down there and we'd talk about baseball and I would, you know, Crack a joke, you know, and, yeah. and it, it was great. But um, so, yeah, so, so Bob. Yes. And ultimately, that's how the Lord changed my life is through Bob inviting me to a Bible study. Okay. My senior year, which we can, you know, talk about that. But um, I would say, how did I get to be a thriving adult? Yeah. I would say just my parents made me go to church and I, and I, I I didn't like church. Church was boring and I felt judged and um, didn't have the best experiences at church. Okay. But I still had to go. Yeah. It was just kind of our thing. Um, and as I look back, it was foundational. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't like it. After college, I didn't like it. Whenever I was, you know, I mean, I... I would say that I didn't really make the Lord my savior, my king yeah. until I was about 28. Wow. So okay. I was in church my whole life. Yes. But I didn't really follow. I didn't obey. I was still doing all of the stuff. Yeah. But looking back, you're, you're thankful that oh, your super parents thankful. made you go. Super thankful. Uh-huh. And so like um, that's why whenever people are like, well, my kid just doesn't like to go to church. And I'm like, uh, Yeah. Because most of the time church is boring, but it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter what they like. They're kids. Like they don't if, know what's best for them. Yeah, like if it was yeah. up to them, they would eat ice cream and Cheetos all day. Yes. Like they don't know. So yes. make them go. Thank you. That's um, what I feel like. And like, they just don't like it. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't like going to work, but yeah, I still got to go. I don't like school. You know, like yes, but um, you got to pay bills. That's not yeah, fun. But we have to do it. Yeah, and just like. Whenever you submit to the things that the Lord asks us to, uh-huh. such as being a part of a church community, 
um, spiritual disciplines, you know, tithing, like all, all of these things. Yes. Whenever you submit and say, God, I don't like this. I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense, but I'm, I'm just going to do it because you tell me to. Yeah. The Lord honors that submission. Uh-huh. And I would say that that's a sacrifice and the Lord loves our sacrifices. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we're sacrificing our time. We're sacrificing our Sunday morning. For sure. Sacrificing our money. Yeah. You know, it's like, but those sacrifices honor him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like behind every, you know, for the sake of ease, I'll call myself an at-risk kid. Mm-hmm. For every at-risk kid that you see that you're like, how did they make it out of that? You know, like that story is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I say behind that kid is someone who is praying for them. Yes. And it's a grandma, it's an aunt, it's a mom. And it's like, if we really believe the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective, mm-hmm. if we really believe that, then I think that that would help us spend a little bit more time. In prayer. I know. And like. There's a lot in the Bible about how powerful prayer is, mm -hmm. yet how quickly do I resort to my other tools? Yeah. Well, if I do this and I do this and I do this and like God's going, could you just talk to me about it? Zach, put down that book you just got on Amazon. Yes. Quit listening to podcasts and pray to me. Yes. Talking about that yes. as we're on a podcast. But, I know. Uh, so, so just cut this off and start and praying. Just start praying, guys. <laughs> um, I would say that I went to Abilene Christian. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Not every person at Abilene Christian followed Jesus. What? But it just gave <laughs> me a safe place to search. It just yeah. gave me a sa- I mean, that's where I met Bob. Yeah. And like... Um, it just gave me solid people that I could be around and just as parents, you know, it's like, I don't have all the answers Mm -hmm. and my kids different than me, Mm -hmm. but I, I want to introduce my kids to as many godly people as possible Yeah, because they're going to catch, you know, different aspects of God and different, you know, there are different ways to Mm -hmm. do things to connect with God. Right. Yeah. And so I would say that. Um, and then honestly, I, I would just say his provision, like he, he's just been so kind to me. Like mm-hmm. there's no, I can't say it in a different way. There's mm-hmm. no way that I should be where I am today, mm-hmm. but it's because of his grace yeah. and it's because of his mercy. And he had, had a plan for me, a yeah. plan, you know, not to harm me, but to prosper. Mm-hmm. And I just look back and I'm like, Lord, how did I, like, this doesn't make sense. You know, I tell people all the time. Yeah, I am in charge of a nonprofit. You know, we tell kids about Jesus who, you know, don't have father figures around. And they're like, uh, y- you? Like, the last time I knew you, you were. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we don't have to talk about that. But it's just Aww. so cool that that's how God shows off. He yeah. shows off through his people. Yeah. And I am fortunate enough to just receive from him. Yeah. So. That's it. But I would say surrounding myself with mentors. Mm. I mean, yeah, all of those things are important. But yeah. I would say that, that that would be the first thing. Because if a boy grows up in a home where there isn't a, you know, there isn't a father figure present, yeah. who is going to teach that boy how to become a man? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And it's all about relationship. Mm. Like we have a tagline, relationships change lives. And I believe that with all of my heart. Yeah. Because it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. And one of my favorite things is the Lord 
said it's not good for man to be alone before sin entered the garden. Huh, yeah. So in the garden was everything that we needed. We need. We yeah. had relationship with yeah. God. We had relationship with others. Uh-huh. And then the enemy came and what did he do? He separated that. He separated us from a relationship with God. Mm. He separated us from each other. And so if that's how it was supposed to be and that's how the enemy destroyed it, yeah. then I'm trying to get back to that. Yes. And so yes. it's all about relationships. I mean, I'm all about sermons. I'm all about books. I'm all about podcasts. I'm all yeah, about, you know, but. Without real life relationships. I mean, yeah. that is what changes lives. Yeah. If, you know, you were to sit down with someone and say, hey, why don't you tell me how you got here? Whether you're a doctor, whether you're a lawyer, whether you work at a church, whether you're a teacher. it And the answer is always a person. Hmm. Right? Who yeah. who is the most impactful person in your life? Right now or you don't have to think about that though. Right? Like <laughs> yeah, I have people. Yeah. Like those yeah. names come. But yeah. if I was to be like, hey, what, you know Sermon impacted me the most. Yeah. I got nothing. Right. I, what book? Right. The Bible. But it's but, people. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is my message. Yeah. Relationships change lives. You have three kids. Uh-huh. Has it been challenging to have to create a different home or have a different marriage or be a different kind of dad than you experienced? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. And you didn't experience it. So not, it's not normal it. to you. No. Yeah. No. And so that's why mentors are so important to me. Yeah. Is because, you know, I take my kids out on dates every Aww. week, you know, yeah. and, and, where did I get that? You know, yeah. I, um, I got that from Steve. Steve's, yeah. Steve's my mentor. Yeah. Um, you know, I do certain things with my wife. You know, how how did I learn, you know, those, you know, whether it's taking her out on dates or every Sunday night, we talk about the week together and whether we, you know, pray together. How did I learn that? I learned yeah. all of that from Steve. And then, like, I... I've picked up so many different things from, you know, guys who I meet with on a on a um, consistent basis. Mm -hmm. And, hey, why don't you tell me your favorite thing that you do with your wife? Why don't you tell me your favorite thing that you do with your kid? And if you ask on a, you know, can continual basis, continual yeah. basis, you'll get a bunch of really good stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just being intentional about trying to learn. Yes. And I think all of us, when we look back, regardless of, you know, if you feel like I had this great mm -hmm. growing up experience or not, I think yeah. all of us have things that we look back and we want to do something different. Of course, because your parents aren't perfect. Right. So what that looks like to develop your home mm -hmm. and your what you want your kids yeah. to experience, I, it's like find people that you respect Yeah, and, and just, ask them questions. And just take them out to lunch. I mean, hey... I think that you're an awesome dad. I think that you're an awesome husband. I think you're an awesome boss. There's a bunch of fruit there. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me what's up and take notes and then go and do what they say. And then. <laughs> key. Key there. Actually do what they say. actually have to do what they say. And then you <laughs> tell them about it. Because if you prove yourself to be a good steward with their time and advice and wisdom, and if you thank them, people will move anything to be with people who are good stewards with their time. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, you told me to take take out all of my kids on a date. I did it. It was awesome. And then he's like, well, if 
well, if that's good, then you should check out this. And then he'll share something else with me. Then he'll share something else with me. And then, yeah, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing. So do you find yourself like doing something that you're like, this was the, this was, this is because it's out of my like nurture. What do you do in those moments? Yeah. It's actually pretty funny. That happened to me this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm very affectionate. I'm a big guy. I'm six, eight, but (laughs) I'm just like, I'm just a softy. Like I'm, I'm like all about hugs. I'm all about kisses and you know, I have a son who's six who just loves it too. And so every morning I'm like, ZJ, come on over here. And I give him a big hug. I give him a big kiss. And he just like sits, you know, he, he just sits with me and it's awesome. I love it. Then I've got this other kid named Steven and he, he, he doesn't like it. And today, he doesn't like, he like, doesn't like hugs, doesn't like affection. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we all have our, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. Yeah. That's Hey. And so I was like, Steven, come on over here. And he goes, dad, I don't want any love this morning. <laughs> and I was like, okay, dude, like that's fine. But I was just thinking about that today. And I was like, okay, like I didn't receive that as a child. Uh-huh. So now I might overcompensate for that. <laughs> And, um, but then now I'm like, oh my gosh, my kid doesn't like to be hugged. Like because I've overcompensated. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm going to mess him up. Oh. But I was, I I was just like, Lord, you've got it. Like, you know that I'm doing the best that I can do. Yes. And so God, I just trust you. Like, I, I know that I will mess up. If if I mess up, that's okay. I just need to apologize. And, um, but I'm going to do my best and you have to fill in those gaps. Yeah. So. Okay. I want to hear a little bit about Forerunner mm-hmm. and just yeah. like, I'm sure you've got a good in, in pitch. A pitch. Oh, uh, yeah. I want to hear your yes. pitch. Well, so it starts out with that main driving question. If a, mm-hmm. if a young man grows up in a home where there isn't a father figure present, who's going to teach that boy how to become a man of God? Yeah. Who's going to teach him how to fulfill their potential? Everything from how to shake a hand, make eye contact, how to work hard, how to pursue the Lord, how to, you know, date, how to yeah. get married. I mean, all of those things. Yeah. And so there are kids in our program who don't have a man in, in their life. They don't have an mm-hmm. uncle. They don't have a dad. They don't have a granddad. Yeah. And it's hard to become a, a man if you uh, don't know what a man looks like if you don't know how a man acts. Right. For our boys, you know, typically they go to school where their teachers. Mostly women. Mostly yeah. women, which is great. Yeah. There's anything wrong with that. But my mom did a great job, but she can't teach me how to be a man. Yeah. And so um, only a man can, you know, teach a boy how to become yeah. a man. So we do that through one-on-one mentoring. We run an after-school program. So we go pick our kids up from school every day. And for three hours, we just help them with their homework. We teach them about the Lord. We teach them how to be a man. Yeah. We start in kinder, go all the way through um, high school. And so we no have way. Yeah, so we have a K through six program. We have a seventh and eighth grade program and okay. a ninth through twelfth grade program. And Is then it every day? Every day. So um, we did the math on it. It's like if a kid's in our program for a year, it's 870 hours of engagement. It's a lot. Yeah. And each child has a mentor. Yeah. Every kid's got a mentor. And, and do they uh, show up every day? We ask them every other week. That's our commitment. 
but it's but it's best if it's every every week. So what we tell the mentors like, hey, look, just show up like every Tuesday at four. Every you know, just like find a time in your schedule and just create this rhythm. Okay, and that typically works best. But um, yeah, here's a picture of a oh kid out with his mentor. He's in first Did grade. Take him to dinner and stuff. Oh yeah, I, I, it's just hanging out with him because so much more is hot than taught. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, it's, and, and then we send them to summer camps. Um, and then the third component of what we do is we serve the single mom. And so true, you know, religion is to look after the orphans and the widows. We believe that the kid growing up without a dad and the single mom is today's Mm. orphan and widow. Mm. Um, and we want to set the lonely in families, um, because, the Lord is a father to the fatherless. He's a yeah. defender of the widow and he sets the lonely in families. So, yeah. So, we um, do three things with our moms. We do a fun night. So, the moms come up to our offices and we take all of, all of our kids or we take all of, you know, yeah. their kids and the yeah. moms just have a night to themselves. And so, as a mom, especially as a single mom, you might not have lots of time to be by yourself or to make yeah. friends. Yeah. So we want that night to be fun with people. And some people, some moms in our program have become, I mean, they found their best friends there. They found their yes. community there. Yeah. We've had a couple of moms who have moved into the same apartment complex so that they can support each other. So that's cool deal. Yeah. Um, so fun night. And then we do an, an encounter night where mm-hmm. they get to encounter the Lord through Praise and worship. Yeah. And then we do a Bible study so they can learn more about the Bible. Because that's what they need. Well, we believe that the Lord can change a life through a bunch of different ways, but he yeah. typically does it through his word. Yeah. Or through his spirit, which is the, you know, praise and worship nights, or through his people. So yeah. we want to give them all three options. Yeah. So that God has so everything cool. he needs. Man. Yeah. So, so how do you find the kids? Uh, we partner with schools. Oh, so okay. it's like we go into the schools and we're, we get to know the counselors. We get to know the teachers. We get to know the um, principals. And we're like, hey, if there's a kid who fits what it is that we're looking for, which yeah. is they have to grow up in a home where there's no father figure around. And um, typically they are poor. Typically, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that kind of comes with that. Mm-hmm. Then we find the kid. Then we get to know mom. And yeah. then the kid joins our program. So, so uh, obviously, I'm not a man. I am a normal, <laughs> very right. average, yes. normal, you know, mom. What does it look like for me? I mean, I've got two boys. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it look like for me to mentor? Yeah. So, I think it isn't as hard as we think it is. Yeah. And I also think mentoring is a code name for discipleship. Yes, yes. So it's like we disciple through mentoring. Yeah. Um, but it's just like there are so many kids out there who they just need someone in their corner. Mm-hmm. Like they just need someone who's going to love them. Yeah. And they just need someone who's going to pay attention to them and ask them questions. And I think that we, as people who have, you know, possibly grown up in a church, educated, you know, people who for all intents and purposes – 
have had a lot of things provided for them. Yes, yeah. I think we take for granted the things that we have. And so, like, you take your kid to um, go to a park to play. And you're thinking that this this isn't a big deal. Like, Mm. I'm I'm just taking my kid to a park. I'm I'm just picking up a book with them. Like, I'm just sending them to a camp. Like, but there are so many kids. In fact, I I would say there's more kids than not who don't ever get that. Mm -hmm. And so just do what you do and invite a kid along with you. You know, I had a kid who I started to mentor. And do you know what we would do every week? I would take him to the grocery store with me. And that's how I mentored him. Hey, man, it's Sunday at two. I'm going to go to Kroger. Come on with me. And I asked him about it. Now he's 22. And I was like, dude, why? How old was he when you? He was like 15. And he would go to the grocery yeah. with you. And we just talk and I'd teach him how to buy gro- I No, I would just talk to him. I mean, we would just spend time. Yeah. Because it's like, this is going to take me half an hour, maybe an hour. Come on with me. And I asked him about it. I was like, dude, why Why did you go to the grocery store with me? And and he's like, coach, I didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. And I was like, that's a great point. Like, you're just stuck in – you're not doing much. You're sitting in front of the TV. You're playing video games. You're – And you know, feeling alone and feeling, feeling like alone. no one cares. And then yeah. someone goes, he actually remembered me. I'm going to go to He Kroger. reached out to me. And, it, and, I mean, that's what he remembers. For me – and I share this in our book. Do you remember uh, the Henninghausens? Yes. Yeah. Fred. Yeah. Uh, Fred. He's he's on the podcast, by the way. You should go back and yeah. listen to this. I mean, Fred lived behind me, and uh, he did. Yeah. Yeah, and he just he invited me to go see a movie with him once, only once. You remember that? But I'm th- almost forty years old, and I can tell you everything about that night. No. I can't tell you what we talked about. But I can tell you exactly how he made me feel. Yeah. And so often we as mentors get hung up on what we can talk about. For sure. Or is this good enough? Or am I going to? And it's like, it really just show up. Just show up. Yeah. So the jobs of a mentor, it's this. Okay. Show up. Mm-hmm. It's like 85% of it just showing up. Yeah. And then when you show up, build them up. Yeah. Encourage them. Yeah. If he's doing nine things wrong and one thing right, you focus in on the one thing right. And you trust the Lord. That he's going to deal with the 99 in his timing. Uh-huh. And then the last thing is you try your best to follow Jesus. And that doesn't mean you got to know all the scriptures. It doesn't mean you got to go to Bible study. It doesn't mean you've even got to go to church every Sunday. It's just, are you trying to become more like Jesus? Yeah. And if you know the answer is yes, then allow someone to come along that journey with you. Yeah. And so have a book, have a podcast. It's entitled... You can mentor. Yeah. You don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to have all of your decks in a row. You can mentor if you just say yes. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, take a look at who the Lord hung out with. Oh, who, I know. Who did Jesus hang out with? I know. <laughs> and the, this is... The average people. So... Like, you know, the messes. He took 12. It was his full-time job. And even Jesus... <laughs> One of them. <laughs> right? Even, yes. Even he lost one. Yes. And so I'm sitting here like, okay, if if Jesus got it wrong with one of them, yes. then like that gives me hope. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 
and just like, tell me what he did. He didn't like, he just hung out with them. They went on walks to a bunch of different cities. They ate dinner together. Yeah. They interacted with people together. They just lived life together. And that changed the world. And that was enough. Like that is enough. That was enough. Yeah. Jesus didn't, you know, (sighs) I mean, and so that, that kind of takes a lot of the pressure off of us, but it's just like, this is one thing that we tell people a lot is like people come to us all the time. Like I'm doing such a bad job. My kid doesn't like me. I'm going to (laughs) quit. And I'm just like, no, the enemy's lying to you. He's trying to discourage you. Yeah. And then they're just like, I just don't know if I'm a good mentor. And I'm like, I'll tell you this, you're a thousand times better than what this kid had, mm-hmm. which is nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like some of our kids don't have one person praying for them. Yeah. Like, I want you to think about that. Yeah. How many people are praying for your kids? A lot. A lot. Yeah. And I would say that. Like our kids go to great schools. Mm-hmm. Our kids have great parents. Mm-hmm. Our kids have great friends. Our kids have support from their grandparents. Mm-hmm. Our our kids have everything that they need. For sure. And, and they're more. still getting dozens of people every day yeah. praying for them. These yeah. kids who don't have anything. So at least it's like show up and at the very least pray for them. You can be the answer to whenever a kid's 30 and someone's like, how? Tell me how you got here. <laughs> Like your story, you were in poverty. Your mom worked three jobs. You lived in, you know, these apartments. You tell me how you got here. Well, there's this guy named Bob. Yeah. Well, there's this mentor named Ivy. Yeah. She didn't do anything big. She just spent 45 minutes with me every two weeks. Mm. And she, she just asked me how I was doing. Yeah. And no one asked me how I was doing. Yeah. And she just cared for me. Yeah. So. And Uh, just like you talk about generational stuff, right? Like I believe that the Lord is a God of generations, right? It's he's the God of who? Abraham, mm -hmm. Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. He's a God that loves, you know, to work through family. Yeah. And the enemy destroys family. Yes. Yeah. And so it's like that's why the name of our ministry is called forerunner because these kids they experience growing up in a you know in a broken home but they're the forerunners for their future generations and they're going ahead and saying i'm the last one yes from here on out no kid in my family will know what it's like to live in a broken home yeah there's a lot that comes with that yeah but this kid's paving the way for his future kids his grandkids his great great grandkids to live a life where they don't have to worry about being loved Yeah, because they're going to have a mom and dad that love Jesus and that support them. Yeah, So it's not super complicated. Mm -hmm. If your great granddad went to jail and your granddad went to jail and your uncle went to jail. And if your dad went to jail, where are you probably going to go? If your great, great granddad went to college and your granddad went to college and your uncle went to college and your dad went to college, where are you probably going to go? Yeah. Unless someone intervenes. Yeah. Unless someone intervenes. Yeah. And so I think every community in America needs um, needs a group of people mentoring. Yeah. And I think every church in America, if they would just sponsor a school, then uh, you'd be amazed. Our world could look a lot different. It could. Yeah. One kid at a time. It's just like with a broken home, you know, whenever you grow up like that, there's a lot of stuff. 
like I'm almost 40 and I still today I'm like, oh, wow, like that's coming from my. Right. Like, oh, what happened? Yeah. 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 Man, like I thought I dealt with that a long yeah. time ago, but it still kind of pops up from time For to time. Sure. But it's like, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to shake a hand. I didn't know yeah. how to make eye contact. I didn't know that I was smart until someone told me I was smart. Yeah. Whenever I was like 26, <laughs> I just like was sitting over here in this, you know, poverty mindset thinking that I'm a fool. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm like super duper smart or anything, but I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Um, and you have something to offer. Right. You know. Most definitely. And someone once said to encourage a kid is to open up his chest and insert courage. And I love that yeah. because our world today needs a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I hated my dad, hated him. Every time that someone would talk about fathers, I, I would legitimately be filled with rage. And that was leaking out all over my life mm-hmm. in relationships with friends, relationships with girls, relationships with bosses. Mm-hmm. I couldn't deal with authority. I couldn't forgive people. I had a bunch of pride. I couldn't ask for help. Yeah. I was hurt. I didn't like men. Um, I mean, all of these things. But I'll tell you how I got over them by a mentor. Yeah. Saying, hey, man, I think you've got pride issues. Can I help you walk through wow. that? Was that Bob? No, that was, that, uh, a different was a guy named Alex. Oh, okay. Hey, Zach, uh, you don't trust people. Why don't we talk about why? Wow. Hey, Zach, uh, you don't forgive. Let's talk about why. I want, I want to talk about why. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I forgive people. No, you don't. So, oh, but yeah. But he had the courage. He had the guts. He had the intentionality to say the hard stuff that I yeah. needed to hear yeah. as a kid who was 27. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, but it's like my kids, my kids, like the worst day that my kids ever had is whenever I told them that I would, you know, take them to go get some ice cream and I forgot. You know, right, I mean, <laughs> right, right. He's has a great life. Yeah. But he's got a great life because of those mentors. Yeah. Who helped me deal with my heart, who yeah. taught me tools and gave me everything that, you know, a perfect father should have. So I don't see it as I grew up without a father. I look at it like I've got about 12 men who have fathered me. If you would have told me as a seventh grader that I would be talking to Zach about Jesus and how to love and care for orphans and widows, I'm 99% confident I would not have believed you. I guess at the time, my view of God and what He can do was just really small. But could the same be true of our understanding of what is possible when we show up in someone's life? It's awfully easy to decide you don't have enough time, you aren't exciting enough, you aren't the right age, I don't know, whatever else. I wonder if that might mean our view of God is just too small. Because the truth is, when we show up in someone's life, it's not on us to come up with these elaborate, big, meaningful plans or be super exciting or fun or, or have all the gifting and what makes it meaningful is the truth that Jesus is our partner. He's with us. When Zach talked about Fred taking him to the movie or Bob letting him hang out in his office, what made that meaningful was not the movie or the office. 
It is the fact that both of those men were partnering with God in their actions. Zach taking that boy to the grocery store. Y'all, I was so surprised by that. Like, what? The grocery store? Like, that's it? That... Are you sure? Like, what? That's it? But as I think about it, I I think my view of God is too small. Because we partner with Jesus, and Jesus isn't hindered by it being the grocery store. He's not hindered by what we would deem our lack of gifting. Jesus makes a trip to the grocery store meaningful. He does that kind of stuff all of the time. So, Let's hush the voices that say, "Ah, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I'm very special. I think I might be too old. Mm, Surely they don't want to hang out with me or whatever your inner dialogue is that limits your relationships. Silence them. And listen to the truth over and over again that Jesus is with you. Jesus makes impossible things happen. He is the very best partner. He really brings everything you need to the table. You just need to show up. You just need to show up. Let's do this. And y'all, thank you for listening. Like, I hope you found something that encouraged you. I know I did. For more from Zach, be sure to check out youcanmentor.com. There's a podcast on there, his book, the blog that I referenced at the very beginning, lots of great resources that will get you so excited and and just feel like, okay, I can do this. And last thing, y'all, I'm doing this. This is very out of my comfort zone. I really don't want to do this, but here I go. So it would be super helpful if you would rate or write a review on this podcast Um, There is an Instagram and Facebook page for Parents Podcast. And if you feel so compelled to follow it, like a post, share it. Oh my goodness, that would be so encouraging to me. So thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys next time.